Welcome back to the Travels with Dante podcast. I'm your father Branson. We are going through the Malabolges of the Eighth Circle of Hell, the Sins of Fraud or Malice. And we have just passed through the Flatterers, the Simonists, and we're going now to the Sorcerers or the Diviners. Yeah, so um, so we have here, and at the beginning of Canto 20, he actually names where we're at. Now of my new punishment my verse must tell lending the matter for the 20th canto of my first song as in like the three songs of like inferno purgatory paradiso and then here you have one of the most like disfigured images and it's the image of like the diviners who are in like a a slow procession but their heads are twisted around like their head is over their back right and actually he gives this like kind of gross image of them weeping and their tears are running down their back and then down there, like, crack. And so you'll notice, like, with the Sins of Fraud, there's a lot more, like, kind of body humor, and it's a lot more graphic. And, again, like, trying to get at the, like, evil of fraud and the, like, disparity between truth and untruth. Right, because at least, like, in Upper Hell, for the most part, like, it was kind of rough. They were just either in in the swamp or getting blown around. But, like, they still had their bodies all together. Like, they were disfigured, and you couldn't really discern their identity. But here, like... It, it's like the entire their entire body is like twisted and shifted. Yeah, because their and their their body is twisted because humanity is meant to be like creation, not creator, and to live in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to see what we're supposed to see, right? And so the person who's actually trying to like take the place of God, and Dante actually, or Virgil uses very strong language here because at the image of the human body being in such a way. Like Dante addresses the reader. He's like, reader, so may God let you gather fruit from this you're reading. Place yourself with me and think how I could keep my own face dry. When I looked on our human image, they're so gone awry and twisted. So he's actually weeping, though, at, like, for him, like, the human body is a beautiful thing. Right. And to, so, to see it so twisted around causes him to weep. But Virgil actually gets mad at him. And, and Virgil is, like, correcting him for, again, having pity for those who have died especially after the last canto when he really lets the seminists have it. And he says, like, who is more wicked than the man who longs to make God's judgment yield to human force? So almost this, like, I will force, like, what God does according to my judgment. And again, like, there's this imagery of, like, like, but, like God loves man's freedom. And so man can say, like, yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, he, in making us in his image, loves our freedom, but to, like, try to force God into, like, doing what you want or to divine what he wants is, like, that's not, for us, like, one person, like, not respecting the freedom of another is assault. And so here they're, like, almost assaulting God in some way by trying to, like, know the future or, like, take from the mind of God what doesn't belong to them. So, like, what your thoughts are not my property. And so to, like, try and take those so that I can get ahead in life is doing violence to like the order of nature. Right. And like this whole obsession with trying to get divine power, it, it's almost like a recreating the Tower of Babel on our own. Like we're trying to like storm heaven and steal from God essentially. And you actually see this today with like, I remember like at the cathedral in New Orleans, you immediately step out mm. and they're all the like fortune tellers and tarot card readers and everybody right. right there. Like, and people can call this stuff harmless and things like that. But even there, like, e- even if it's harmless, then then people are wasting their money. And if it's true, you're trying to like 
know things that you shouldn't know. But either way, like, it's dishonest and not good for society. So, like, that you have, like, Tiresias, you have, like, all of these different people that are identified as they move in a slow circle. And then actually, like, Virgil feels the need to defend himself and because he's from Mantua, and supposedly the name came from the Witch of Manto, and he's actually, like, against that. So he goes into this long thing actually talking about the history of Mantua in order to, like, kind of defend his place of birth. Right. Um, well, and also he has a personal vendetta against all the sorcerers because he was sent down by the witch, and that's how he knows about hell. Like, he's been summoned before. Yeah. He doesn't like that. Yeah, so he's uh, something a little bit personal there. And then to move into, like, Canto 21, the, like, fifth ditch of the grafters, so, first of all, he's, like, talking of things I do not care to sing within my comedy. So comedy's mentioned, like, a second time, mm-hmm. right? But we're talking about grafters here. And a grafter is someone who is taking bribes for political favors, basically. And so, like, do you want to say a word about the punishment? Yeah. Uh, so, essentially, like, the whole thing about grafting is, like, they're using money and, like, the love of money to get ahead. You almost have, like, sticky fingers. And so the punishment is actually being thrown into a pit of, like, sticky tar. And at the same time, like, their skin is being raked by the demons who are, like, flying around above them. It's just like they, they stole from the people around them. Like, they, they cut the flesh off the people they know. Yeah, um, so their fingers are so sticky that they're covered in it. Yeah. And it's, like, boiling tar. And, like, the demons kind of around it, we're going to hear about them in the next, like, three cantos. And depending on what translation you have, their names are very interesting. Um, but one is, like, a no for money turns into of course. And, like, this is talking about, like, the evil of grafting, like you're saying, is, like, as soon as, like, somebody's, like, you make extra money by taking bribes, and then this becomes part of a culture. And so the only way to get anything done is to actually feed dishonesty. It hurts the whole unity of society right like the way to do anything is to be fundamentally dishonest yeah i mean and that's once again it's like the whole nature of fraud it not only like damages you and the people around you but it also damages the entire ideal the ideal that like politics ought to be centered towards the common good it ought to be centered towards the good of society and for like mutual love of neighbor but when people engage with this grafting i mean this is like corrupt and crooked politicians and when they engage with that, like, they they turn good man, like, the common person, like, away from any sort of politics, any sort of engagement in the public sphere. Yeah, it, it tears it all apart. And so, like, they're, like like you said, like, being, like, kind of ripped apart and skewered as well by the demons, um, who one of them says, like, harpooned him with a hundred prongs. You do your jigs here undercover, so grab the cash in hiding if you can. So then, like, they're trying to, like, move forward. And first of all, like, Virgil basically tells Dante, hide away because these guys will get you. Like, this is a dangerous road. They're bad news. Yeah, they are bad news. And by the way, like, the way that they talk and the way that they act is supposed to call to mind almost like like sailors of that time of being, like, really, like, foul-mouthed, but also kind of, like, body humor mm-hmm. and a little bit violent and some camaraderie, but also fighting each other. Like, that's kind of the imagery that's given out here. It reminds me of, in Lord of the Rings, like the orcs, how they, like the way they treat uh, Merry and Pippin is this really scary, like violent fun, which very quickly erupts into violence. And we'll see that too with the demons. Yeah, and even like, so Virgil goes to them and is like, evil tale, God sent me to do this. Let, let me go since it is willed in heaven that I should show someone this savage road. And so then evil tale's like, look, nobody stab anybody. 
Dante comes out and they're all like ready to stab him. And one's like, let me just like stab him in the behind a little just, bit. Just a little stab. Yeah. Just a little stab. And then they don't do it. He gives them directions, right? Of like, this is how you go, which we're actually going to find out is like not going to be true. And then like at the end of Canto 21, it says that they're like processing almost like in a military procession. And then it said it blown it at their sergeant for a sign. And he had made a bugle of his arse. And this is actually the one musical note of the entire Inferno is that bugle note of farting from the demon. Right. Well, and the significance of that is like music is actually something like very befitting to man. Only humans engage their intellect when they like create music. Yeah. And like... I mean, we, we did have, I guess, with the with the sullen, they tried to, like, sing with their hymns. But it's never actually, it says, like, they gurgle their hymn, right? Yeah. So it's never actual music mm-hmm. at any point. And in fact, like, they, in turning against the infinite, they're, like, no longer capable of song. So right. there's no music throughout. Versus, like, what we'll see in Purgatory, I, isn't, like, the very first thing are the souls coming to the mountain and, like, singing a hymn of praise? Yeah. When, it, when Israel came forth from Egypt. You're actually going to hear in Purgatory the like hymns of night prayer, like at night them singing the Salve Regina or the Te Lucis, or like when they enter actually into like the, the real gates of purgatory, they sing the Te Deum, mm-hmm. which is, you say like after office of readings on every major feast day. But here like, there is no music except the bugle of the demons farting. So then in Canto 22, like we're continuing in the fifth Malabolge and it says the demons, then we took our way with savage company, but as they say, in church with saints and in the stews with swine. And so the like, the again, like the hypocrisy in church with saints and stews with swine. And part of like the nature of like grafters is being in good company. So you're respectable when in reality you're doing things that are really dishonest. Mm-hmm. So that's part of this. Uh, I tended to the tar to witness each particular of this pouch and of the people it must stew and char. Uh so then, like, different people are named and, and identified. Like, there's more with the demons. And the person in the tar is, like, a Neverese man who gets skewered. And there's a lot here of actually just, like, again, kind of body humor and, like, yeah. the banter of a ship. And actually, like, Garbage talked again about another place, this time Sardinia, like, southern Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, vessel of all fraud. Yeah, he of Sardinia, vessel of all fraud. And then, like... Michael Zanch, Lord of Logodoro, hangs with him, and their tongues are never tired of talking of their damn Sardinia. Uh, yeah, more like kind of trash talk. And then they actually like fight over them, and the demons like in fighting over them actually fall in the pitch of tar itself. And you even have something here of, like this is part of like the nature of grafting too, and the nature of it is it becomes so ingrained in society, this thing of like taking graft. It's so like, the sticky fingers again, but it's so like it gets stuck to everything and causes everything to not be trusted that like they themselves fall into it. Right, because even their weapons are like hooks and harpoons and like claws. Yeah, which stick into people, mm-hmm. right? Like, and are meant to actually, yeah, like do that, not just stab, but to like stick in. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, and then at the end of it, it says, like, and so we left them in that tangled mess. So this one as well, like, it's less kind of digging into theological stuff, and it's actually almost like a break of seeing these, like, demons clown around. Mm-hmm. But, like, in their clowning, like, I mean, there's, like, a bit of a lesson, too. It's, like, 
I guess the difference between like good natured fun and then that of like fun like at the expense of others. Because the demons, I mean, they're having a lot of fun. You can tell, but it's it's all like while they're clawing out sinners. And we can see though like the effect of that when fun is like geared around the like, like being mean spirited, being mean spirited, yeah, and like taking away from others. Then it it really just ends in violence. And they get like sucked into it themselves. And I even right. think about like steve-o and all those guys right like them like their pranks like doing real damage and they keep like doing it to each other and now those those guys are like in their 30s and their bodies are totally wrecked yeah from this like life of like joking and pranks and like sometimes mean-spirited stuff like their bodies are destroyed right Um, so yeah so we leave behind the fifth malabulge moving on to the sixth see you then Thank you.